0: Hello, I'm Eamon. I'm Conrad. I'm Alex. And we We are 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 Mega City 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 Film Club! Club. The film club has expanded. We are in uh, the Betsy Trotwood pub in London, where once again they very kindly allowed us to come upstairs to acquire a room to record. And as an addition to the Mega City Film Club, obviously I've got Conrad with me from Spaceman of 2000, but we're also joined by Alex Frith. Welcome to the Film Club, Alex. Thanks for having me, guys. It's a privilege to be here. i muscled my way in with a
1: film suggestion.
0: Well, exactly. We had a listener (laughs) suggestion. Alex suggested a film that was relevant to our shared interests. Tell us the first film that we're going to be talking about. Uh,
1: So we're going to be talking about Hell Drivers, which is a British film from 1957. Yep. And I I did see it on TV in the UK maybe 10 years ago. And then at some point around that time, I read that it was part it was in the very small part an inspiration piece for invasion which is of course like the story that opens prog one of the first
2: 2000 AD one of my faves certainly
1: yeah um and then it I remember thinking it was pretty good and also thinking that no one ever seems to talk about it even in sort of 2000 AD circles so I kind of wanted to revisit it and and see what other people thought of the movie Um.
0: so excellent suggestion Mm -hmm. it's like an Ur text For Bill Savage and Invasion, isn't it?
2: Yeah, Yeah. just yeah. One of the the origins of this thing, I think it's an interesting. Just you know, so many of these British comics are based on various films and and properties at the time and stuff. One that's a little bit older, but more sort of like I don't know, in the background is interesting, I think.
1: Yeah, and I I have a again, it's probably from Phil Power overlay, but a suspicion that one of the things that Pat Mills was thinking about when he was setting up 2000 AD was there's loads of like eight to twelve year old boys in the world who hear about these super violent macho movies that they're not allowed to see and maybe in the 60s and 70s it was harder to get hold of like an 18 rated film i don't know but they were like but there's no censorship in kids comics so i can bring the violence to the page yeah. um so definitely rollable is like another hyper violent movie yeah, that absolutely. is inspired harlem heroes um dirty harry obviously um, right Dirty yeah. harry for judge dread that's yeah more, and i I guess to some extent the man with no name is a bit Strontium Doggish sometimes yes, but, yeah I guess
2: mm-hmm. so you know, Yeah, Western
1: hero with a gun
2: yeah. I mean action's definitely a big one
0: just with like Jaws and all those sorts of, of things course, too yeah. so it's 1957 mm. Hell Drivers directed by Cy Enfield an American expat living in London Conrad and I were talking about him on the train coming down because he was a. Uh, don't know if you knew he was um, McCarthy witch hunt blacklisted in Hollywood
1: yeah I, I read about that and what I read was a bit confusing so I think he was named as someone who had communist sympathies and right. that was Exxon because mm-hmm. sometimes you hear about McCarthy people and it's, they're the people that named the names yes, so you're yeah. supposed to hate those people but love the communist sympathizers <laughs>
2: yeah <And laughs> like or at least just sort of feel
0: bad for them and then right. they just d- d- disappear into the background or <laughs> yeah. something like that and seven years after this film, he will direct Stanley Baker again in, in you know, the world-famous Zulu. Yes. Yeah, sort which of every
1: British schoolboy has to watch.
0: Exactly, it's compulsory. <laughs> All right, so you've mentioned it's a hard-hitting, slightly sort of violent, mm. macho film from 1957. Um, I'm going to spoil it slightly by saying it's about gravel. What, what is, <laughs> <laughs> is Hell Drivers about? Give us the setup. Um,
1: well, it's not anything like Invasion, just mm-hmm. to get that out of the way up front. It is specifically about um, a job that existed in post-war Britain, which was moving gravel from the quarry where it was dug up to, I guess, building sites where it was needed. Mm -hmm. And it's a really weird specific job where you'd turn up on the day, get given as big a truck as you could handle, fill it full of gravel, run it like 10 miles down the road and back again and do it as many times as you could. Yes. And the impetus behind this story seems to be that the Cy Enfield director and the guy who wrote it with him whose name I've forgotten kind of learned that this thing was going on in the UK and that there was a kind of a scam happening with it Mm. Um, and I guess if you kind of think that he has a communist background it's partly him trying to say look there are workers out there who are doing an honest job and there are these evil bastards who are trying to screw them over and steal money for themselves and this is a film kind of about the workers versus the evil bastards and it happens to involve lots of Trucks driving impossibly fast and dangerous roads.
2: <laughs> yeah, e- so, e- evil bosses and their and their worker
0: collaborators are sort right. of the main villains of the piece, certainly. <laughs> and the hero of the piece is is Stanley Baker's character, who is a sort of a, a slightly sort of loner wanderer into town. It's quite clear that he's recently out of prison. Yeah, and as I was watching the film, I was thinking. Nobody seems to have spotted that. But then as it got... I think as the film develops, I realized that the evil bosses knew about that. They just didn't care. Because- I think they liked it. Yeah,
1: yeah. They liked it because they know, well, he's... You know, he doesn't want to draw any attention to himself, so he's not yeah. going to make trouble for us. Right. Yeah, yeah they're
2: also specifically they- hiring people who are sort of sketchier on sort of the, right. the, the, the edges of
0: society to do this job and not complain, <laughs> basically. Yeah. yeah. So this heavy truck driver, played by Stanley Baker is the Bill Savage sort of prototype in a way because
1: and, wasn't it like a shot of him from this movie that they sent to whichever
0: artist yes like, mm.
1: this is what Bill Savage looks like
0: we were looking at some art on the way down like um, Hazel's Blasco, I think from issue one mm. um, what was the other guy's name Mike Dory Samporas yes that's Paris? right yeah, yeah. Um, that they were specifically shown stills of Stanley Baker in Hell Driver mm. and said, this is what he looks like, Bill mm-hmm. Savage.
1: And funnily enough, they, to my mind, they made him a bit smaller. Like, Stanley Baker is massive.
0: Yes. Like, in this
1: film, anyway, they make him look, like, quite hulking yeah. in a way that Bill Savage is not a small guy, but he kind of hides behind his shotguns sometimes. Yeah, yeah
2: that's, that, that, that's what you look at as opposed yeah. to the man
0: himself, I think. Yeah. Um, so it's often described, and if we go back to the film, and as you say, the plot has got nothing to do with Invasion, mm. really. But it's often described as um, not just the working class against these evil bosses, but also it's a study in sort of masculinity in the late 50s, isn't it? Yeah, that's I definitely am. what
1: they say. So not only does he turn up to get this job, it's like you know the sort of job you can get when you've got no papers and no kind of identity card. They also say, yeah, you can work here. And, you know, there's a lovely lady who runs a boarding house where all the other crew also mm-hmm. happen to live. So they yes. kind of get looked after. And that's... Presumably, something that was not uncommon in the fifties, um, and yeah, so you get this kind of group of men in their twenties and thirties who have this kind of hypermasculine driving lorry jobs, cooped up together, right?
2: And it's just sort of, of each a other. yeah, just a just a pressure cooker that's, that's sort of yeah. you know, in the movie, indeed, just periodically, you know, just going to be fist fights for fist fights' sake, basically. But
1: yeah, I'm, I'm worried that we're slightly overstating the kind of the political undertones because obviously they're mm-hmm. there. But you could argue that it's kind of like a really proto Fast and Furious film. There's lots of macho dudes. There will be in the film extended scenes of crazy driving, and it's kind of
2: exciting. Like it's more exciting than you might think. It's it's more exciting than you'd think for what are clearly just like trucks going maybe thirty miles an hour (laughs) (laughs) on English roads. But they do do like some trick photography of just speeding things up, so it looks like they're they're taking corners faster than they are. But there are definitely like some some near misses with just some regular (laughs) old folks on the on the street of the English countryside yeah. and stuff like that.
1: I don't know what, what kind of stunt drivers they had in British film studio then, but I'm willing to bet lots of people risked their lives who would not be allowed to. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: um, and of course Stanley Baker's character, is going to there's a, there's a competition for who is the fastest driver, yeah. the fastest hell driver, who can do the most loads of gravel in a day, and he's going to come up against some very macho opponents, and the cast, as I'm watching the film, the cast of this 1957 film is astonishing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, are they people that you recognise, Conrad? Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, I mean, you know, for, like first of all, there's Sean Connery in there for God's yeah, sake. Yeah. You know,
0: pre James Bond, pre James Bond, Sean Connery, pre the Prisoner, Patrick McGowan is the yeah, main yeah, sort yeah, of the, bad yeah, guy. Too. Yeah, yeah. Sure. The first Doctor, William Hartnell. Herbert Lom's in there, Sid yeah. James is in there. Of course, yeah, Sid James. Gordon oh, Jackson yeah. from before, upstairs, downstairs, and the professionals. Um, and even um, Stanley Baker's younger brother, who I'm guessing his driver's um, license he's probably using that's right there. that's David McCallum David McCallum, McCallum yeah. from The Man from Uncle and later Sapphire and Steel right, Yeah. so it's got everybody in yeah, it Yeah, and I think there, there are three women in it who
1: are quite key so yes it's a macho film but kind yes. can't, can't have a 50s macho film without some ladies for them to fight over <laughs> and at least one of them is a pretty big deal but I've already forgotten what else she was in? Peggy Cummins, is
0: it? Now, Peggy yeah. Cummins is like yeah. the female lead, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Although I can't, as you say, I can't put my f- remember what I else. I think she was did. in some
1: like film noir stuff.
0: Right. Around the same time. Mm-hmm. But, um, you mentioned, you know, there's the boarding house, there's mm-hmm. the diner, there's the dance hall they go to, yeah. then there's the, the basically the work site where they go. And you've got this guy who's sort of come into town, he's got a sketchy past. There's the big bad guy played by Patrick McGoone, who's called Red, I think. Yeah. Who's uh it's the other thing i was thinking about it was it's a bit like a western isn't it oh absolutely mm. you know I think this sort of the, the I mean, because it, it's it's this, you
2: know, kind of lawless frontier town. You know, everybody's got backstories. And it's one of these ones where it's like sort of people, when you're sort of on the edge of things, everyone, you know, no, everyone ends, everyone who's in this place has a story. Right. And it's sort of, you know, you've got to maybe make friends with them
0: to find out about it, basically. But it's a lawless frontier town that turns out to be Slough, which is delightful. Yes. <laughs> It's black and white. It's 1957. Cy Enfield directs. Stanley Baker obviously looks like what we then would go on to recognise as Bill Savage. Is it a good film?
1: I think it's a tremendous film.
0: Yeah, I think it's a really
1: fun kind of action film, basically, because it, it sort of focuses on maybe two or three big kind of truck Race set pieces, yeah, yeah. Um, But then it's also got this kind of slice of life, like what is it like being this kind of man in this kind of world for a bit. And then there's quite a lot of like drama between like you know, there's 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 two younger women who are sort of arguably both interested in Stanley Baker just because he's the sort of most good looking, but more to the point, he's like the nice guy. He's He's the moral center. Yeah, nice.
2: And, yeah, and then he has like been testosterone poisoned quite to the extent that everybody else has. He's yeah. so being really over the top with it. Yeah. There's a hint
1: in the story that his backstory of having been in prison and come out, he's like, No, I don't want to do that again. It's almost like saying prison works, guys. He sends someone mm, yes. there and they'll come yeah. out and reform. <laughs> he's a changed ways. man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he is a reformed guy. He is the moral centre of the film. He's the good guy. There's the there's the the female interest that, you know, as you say, they're interested in him. Um there's these various set pieces, fights in a diner, fight a uh, punch up at the, the dance hall, and then this relentless driving fast with loads of gravel. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I mean, were you perhaps less impressed by the relentless gravel driving?
0: Oh, no, <laughs> I thought, I, I, I
2: think... Actually, I thought it was great. It was a battle of wills, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, just like uh, these guys powering through and sort of, you know, re- reaching points where it's like, you know, we got the wrong truck or this thing's yeah. gone, you know. It's like just the... Like, because it's, uh, I mean, it is kind of, it, it does seem low stakes, I guess, Yeah. but they do do a good job of upping the tension of just like, you know, holy crap, that guy's going up on the shoulder, you know, yeah. oh my God, like that's, <laughs> you know, that's just day, that's going to kill us all, you know, that kind of stuff that I think while is, you know, obviously it's not like Fast and the Furious jumping off ramps and doing barrel rolls no, not in between not so skyscrapers or something like that. Like, it makes, it, it does feel like real and you kind of get a sense of like, sort, especially in the early scenes they're sort of establishing like the route and stuff mm. sort of like that these trucks are like heavy, like you have to really like, you know, like you can't drive them like casually, I guess, and then becomes this whole thing of, yeah, when you have to Get, you know you're getting in you're loading the gravel you're coming back you're doing all this stuff that's like again see, doesn't seem like it should be exciting but actually is super yeah. exciting I think they found ways to film yeah, you know, yeah. trucks driving like and there were definitely points where you know literally like you know, it's like maybe not full on like gasps, but like woo, like that was close. Yeah. <laughs> sort of like you know, yeah. makes a, a blind left turn and like almost hits somebody or something
1: like that. And we mentioned all these kind of kind of classic British actors that you've got there, and they all get their turn at like being behind the wheel and pulling the relevant grimace. It's yes. <laughs> like mm-hmm. oh, he's not going to get by me this time. And yeah, like all oh, that. Damn yeah. that scallywag! He's beaten yeah. yeah. my fastest time. Yeah, yeah.
2: And, and I really like the. Just on that same moment Like there's sort of Amy you mentioned The fight in like The dance hall Which also I think Also gave everybody A chance to have Some comedic beats Or Mm -hmm. just sort of To like you know Everybody gets a chance To be charming Or or silly as well You know So a lot of like Sid James pulling pranks While
0: Sean Connery Just kind of charms Five ladies Or something (laughs) like that (laughs) there's yes there's these young men who've got as you say a sketchy past they live in a boarding house they get this one chance to dress up and go out to the dance mm-hmm. hall and do some comic capers and then there's a fight yeah 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 i mean you know i mean i asked you the question perhaps slightly unfairly. i think this is a great yeah. film good? Okay. you know i think this is i think for anybody who hasn't seen it it is actually really worth a watch and it's been we had a dvd uh, which has got really nice sharp Restoration on it. It looks good mm-hmm. in black and white. It's a very well made film. It's got a splendid cast. Mm. And for a film that's basically about moving gravel, as you say, (laughs) 10 miles down the road, it's tremendously exciting, isn't it? There is, like,
1: the last sort of 10 minutes or so is when it kind of reminds you, oh, this is actually a social realist film with a message, which is, Mm -hmm. hey, corrupt worker bosses. Yeah. Don't be corrupt. Showdown. Possibly that's a little bit heavy-handed when they explain what the scam is that's going on. Yeah. But, you know, by that point, you've got, like, um, Patrick McGoon and William Hartnell, who are great, Sort of evil people. Absolutely, you're kind of happy to see them get some sort of comeuppance. Although the actual comeuppance they get, I mean, I guess you would sort of have to expect it. But I, I remember being, you know, even the second time I saw it, yeah. I'd sort of forgotten exactly what happened. I was like, oh wow, I'd forgotten it went this far. Yeah. You know? yes.
2: Like it's, yeah, it's one thing that they kind of set it up a little early yeah. in, the, in the start of the film but you could miss it yeah, I, I really love Patrick McGoo. Um I love his performance in this film because he's so he's such like he's doing a lot to like make himself be really like big and evil like he kind of yeah. I'm sorry you know, you, people can't see what <laughs> I'm doing I'm, I'm doing this move with my shoulders and arms yeah. of so how he kind of walks around and he's like, like you know
1: but he is a great bully
2: yeah yes. and just really projects this air of menace when he does stuff you know a big part of the movie is when when you're the top driver you get this like gold watch or whatever and he's just got a whole scene where they're like at the dining hall and he's kind of got the gold watch and like asking who's coming for the crown basically (laughs) and like bullying everybody and it's pretty neat honestly it's a pretty cool performance
0: it's fantastic stuff yeah, so I mean, Hell Drivers from 1957, well worth a watch if you haven't seen it. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and, I mean, don't
1: go in expecting oh this is what a movie of invasion would look like. No, no, but do go and thinking oh old films can be
2: fun. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I think it's an interesting Yeah, I mean, for me, it's definitely one of these like like a hidden gem, or just sort of like you know these sort of you know from an earlier era that I'm not used to, but definitely really <laughs> held my attention. We I know you know it was sort of like you know was was what was really involved with it the whole way through, which is great.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm sensing we're ready for film two. I don't know uh-huh. any other closing thoughts about Hell Drivers.
2: <laughs> uh, just
1: a yeah, just a echo recommendation to watch it. From you know, it's a fun action film. It's interesting drama, and yeah, if you want to know what life was like for young working men in 1950s Slough,
0: <laughs> who doesn't? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it is. It, it does have that social realism as well, as you say. What what these guys drifting around doing these weird jobs, you know.
1: Oh, actually, there is one thing I wanted to say. Um, I don't know if you guys got a chance, but I watched some of the extra features on the DVD. And there's one kind of interesting one where they interview some actual gravel truck drivers oh, to say, yeah. so you've seen this film. What, what do you think? How realistic is it? <laughs> and they, they're they very, you know, as you kind of would expect actual gravel truck drivers to be, they're pretty grunty and, and not <laughs> yeah. conversational. But essentially, one of them says, yeah, I think I heard of a scam like that happening once. And I was like, no, this never <laughs> happens. But they all agreed that it was pretty... Kind of the actual driving scenes felt quite realistic to what they were used to, so I'm mm-hmm. sure they didn't take as many actual risks with people's lives on the road. But they were like, yeah, this is kind of our yeah.
2: Life. I mean, I, well, sort of like Hollywooded yeah. it up. I feel like they're realistic because I feel like they were really driving those trucks <laughs> you know, like, in the end. You know? Yeah, they must have been.
0: <laughs> yeah, there are lots of extra features on here, which are, none of which I've watched, I'm afraid. But there's quite a lot about Stanley Baker and Patrick McGuigan, and, and as you say, um, some documentary stuff. Okay, great. Well. If we move from Slough and Shifting Gravel to possibly (laughs) The Cursed Earth, we're going to move, and I'm going to say spoilers here, we're going to move from objectively a good film to objectively, let's say, not so good. I think (laughs) that's that's fair. Objectively, not so good. Conrad. I think history will back us up on these statements. Sure. Conrad, you suggested a companion piece, another film would have sort of, 2080
2: connection yeah. what are we doing next well listen we're going to talk about Damnation Alley right oh yeah come on because we because you talk to me I think about Alex talking to you about yes. this movie and I was like oh well, we can't just watch one movie that's that's ridiculous <laughs> um, got, to watch, got to watch at least two and you know I've always heard that the cursed earth is based on Damnation Alley I've heard that a lot yeah um, I Even think it, Pat Mills agrees to that stuff. Yeah. I yes. Yeah. And all that stuff. And so I was like, well, then you know, I haven't seen that. Let's give it a watch. Yeah. Turns out there's a lot, like you know, as always happens when you watch two movies, you see a lot of uh, repeated <laughs> themes. This one's also about truck driving. You yeah. know. Yeah. That yeah. Kind of. Stuff. And I guess it's,
1: you know, damnation and hell are kind of
0: yeah, the same, Calling to mind the same yeah, the same thing. So we've jumped forward 20 years to 1977. Damnation Alley, directed by Jack Smite. Starring George Papard, Jan Michael Vincent, a very young Jackie Earl Haley, uh, who'd later gone, of course, to play Rorschach, but here he is a teenage actor. Mm-hmm. Dominique Sander, and then Paul Winfield, who I couldn't place at first, and then I realised... He was one of the uh, Star Trek officers in Wrath of Khan. Who gets? Oh, the, right? I, yeah, I know him from the Terminator. Yeah, oh, right. yeah he's also the, one he's of the cops in Terminator. Cops and, Terminator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he gets the earworm mm. thing in. Um,
2: oh, he's in the guy that Khan. gets the earworm. Yeah, yeah, yes. him,
0: no, him I remember the, the, the or whatever, earworm, but yeah. not,
1: not the man who got
0: wormed. So, Conrad, this was your choice. What is the, the sort of outline <laughs> or the setup of Damnation Alley from oh, 1977? It's
2: got a great setup. Yeah. I'll give it that. So, there's some like Air Force base in the desert. And we get open up and uh, Jan Michael Vincent and, and George Pappard are our partners at they the guy that like guys that, like turn the turn the keys in this like in this uh, nuclear missile site. And then the big one happens. and We're all nuked out. And it's bad times. But I guess post-apocalypse... The military base mostly just continues on yeah. i guess the
1: safest place to be in a nuclear war it turns out to be in the missile side yes
2: they <laughs> yeah. build them far from places that would be nuked i suppose yeah. <laughs> and so it cuts to like kind of five years later and most most of the guy most of the army or the you know the military guys are still in there clean cut but jan michael vincent and paul winfield sort of they become no good hippies sort of in an outbuilding basically but then something happens
0: the radio signal they pick up, or yeah, something. Yeah, they pick
2: up a radio signal of like, you know, come hang out with us. Things are nice. Yeah, because they have to like occasionally attack giant scorpions. Yeah, their base. <sighs> <'Cause>, yeah. because because <laughs> Michael Vincent gets on his dirt bike and yeah. kind of goes out searching for supplies and yeah. stuff like that. And some of those supplies involve, um, or getting those supplies back means that he's got
0: to dodge giant purple scorpions,
1: yes. or, or possibly holographic projections of giant purple
0: Cop- scorpions. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, yeah. the giant. Well, probably. I, I'm guessing it's one purple scorpion. Yes. that's One
2: hundred percent. Yeah. There's only one of those yeah. from multiple <laughs> angles, sort of pasted around the screen.
1: Yeah. Yes. Uses a photocopier.
2: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, yes. Okay. So, yes. so yeah. So they have but, to leave. But so anyway. But so th- there's promise of, of stuff out there. And there's a big accident at the base And everybody dies Except for these couple guys So it's time to go And the only You know They go the only way That you can travel Which is in a pair of uh, Sci-fi RVs Basically And yes, yeah, so, say a pair of them. Well, okay, initially a pair of them. Yes.
1: No, no. I'm just. Is that also where they had one? Oh, yeah. So no, no. It, yeah sorry. Sorry. Twice. Sorry.
2: Yes, a pair of RVs, but to to hide their numbers and <laughs> to, to avoid things, we better drive far away from each other. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Camera never has to show more than one. Exactly. At time. Yes. So these guys in, and you mentioned it's like a trucker's film. These guys in this um, futuristic. Uh, nuke proof truck Mm. um have to get across the irradiated wastelands to get to is it Albany, New York they're trying to get to yeah so they're
1: like in are they in like the what, the Colorado area desert? Oklahoma somewhere I
2: I would guess it's New Mexico I forget I'm sorry it's been a little while since I've I've, I forget if they say where it is exactly it's like Arizona or New Mexico they're clearly going to like New England which is sort of in the northeastern part of the country
1: we can say that the people making this film had as much understanding of US geography as the people who wrote
0: The Cursed Earth yes yeah oh listen you got me in trouble now again. and it would, you know we've said this is a Pat Mills crib in a way we know it's based on a novel of the same name by Roger Zelazny which I haven't read is it no really? I haven't read it either from what I I haven't
2: I, I read it a real long time ago oh, wow. when I was a kid because I had a big Zelazny kick when I was in like um, high school but I think that actually is closer to the dread story just because it is about taking a vaccine from one from one point to another okay. right
1: well, strange they lost that from the movie. That yeah, indeed.
2: A, that, giving it more urgency. Yeah, there. that does kind of put a clock and does that sort of thing as yeah. opposed to sort of road just, trip. I exactly. Guess.
1: It just feels like they're sort of vaguely, they've got a vague destination in mind, but not much yeah. impetus
2: to yeah. get there. Yeah, yeah. Vague destination. The two main guys don't like each other, so it's very yeah. much the enmity between them mm. and stuff like that.
0: Yes, and you could say that Jan Michael Vincent on his dirt bike is a little bit Spike's Harvey Rotten. Oh, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> or, yeah. And they've got this huge cyber truck, which they actually they did build one for the movie. They're supposed to have two, but as Conrad says, you never show the two <laughs> yeah, in the no, same yeah, shot. That's good, good call. For and sure. then, <laughs> at, at, some, at one point, one of them gets destroyed anyway, so yeah. they're away. But the cyber truck does look a bit like the famous. Land Ranger toy that was based on you know using mm-hmm. the cursed earth and was
1: that toy meant to be a, a tie-in to the movie did that happen in those days did that, did I, I Tiger Star Wars had yeah, toys yeah
0: it may have been actually I should have looked into this more about the toys but yes it does have the slight look of the you know but I don't think the toy has because like I
2: think the big distinctive thing about the Damnation Alley vehicles is this is this like each wheel is like three wheels and they mm. like flip over to get over terrain so, but I don't think the the uh, the Land Raider from Dread ha- has that feature. It, it does recall. have the feature of
1: being able to climb up the nose of a president on Mount Rushmore. Well, yeah,
2: that's so. just—I mean, that's just obvious. That's yeah. obvious. All tra-
0: all-wheel well, drive. Yeah, you it's know? not
1: called an ATV if that's not part of the terrain.
0: <laughs> so George Peppard and John Michael <laughs> destroy Carter's teeth. Solid. <laughs> Peppard and John Michael Vincent's who don't like each other. They're in this cyber truck. They're going across a irradiated wasteland. They're going to lose some people on the way. There's going to be some random deaths I mean
1: you've already made it sound more exciting is this a problem you've got like set up nuclear war sky is on fire yeah. I think the sky on fire is the one quite good special yeah, there's a lot of like, of like but gels and yeah. things
2: on the screen that makes the sky look real different mm. and, and cool for sure and then
1: people in a big truck arguing with each other they're going to have adventures on the way yes. right they yeah. have maybe two and a half adventures yeah. on the way
0: yeah. and the film ends and they pick up some people on the way well they, they
2: I, I, I joked as we were watching it was that they pick people up but also people die so their group number actually stays <laughs> yes. steady as they as they travel so it's along. like a bus journey
0: yeah yeah. More than a, a lorry driver, yeah. <laughs> And again, without giving too many spoilers, you know, Hell Drivers was built into a conclusion that perhaps you could see coming. This one just ends, doesn't it? Just like...
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, again, I, I did watch some of the special features on it because I was oh, wow. curious. And I can say that... Um, the Not Jack Smite, the director, but I've already forgotten. The guy who produced it was Alan, basically... That's Alan... Alan... Is it Alan Ladd? It might be, actually. yeah. And I, it, it seemed as if he got hold of the rights to make this film, got some money off the studio to make the film, and was like, okay, I want, he wanted... Um, was it Douglas Trumbull, the special effects yes. guy who did 2001, to make it? Mm. And he said, I'm really sorry, I'm in the middle of making some other film. Um, and then, and then and it was like, okay, so I can't get the best special effects guy, but if I don't get someone to make this film with me right now, I'm going to lose my money from the studio. So he mm. was like, I want to make this film and the most important thing to me is just to go ahead and make it before someone tells me I can't right. so he definitely did everything as quickly as he possibly could get a sky guy but he got I know, some really enthusiastic people yeah. but maybe not and he had like I've got this one vehicle guy who's going to build
2: me this truck yes. I like, right, I've got a vehicle I guy i got a I I got a cockroach guy <laughs> i got a guy who yeah. can do sky paintings yeah we're, we're in. You know? yeah,
1: yeah. I've got an actor who can do stoic and an actor who can do rebellious.
2: <laughs> I mean, that is all you need technically, honestly.
0: Yeah. But Conrad and yeah. I also read the story that he had he had a certain, that budget. Hmm. And when he couldn't get Douglas Trumbull, he, as a producer, decided to move a, a large chunk of the special effects budget to George Lucas I thought
2: that for was another po- film. I, 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 I thought that was the... Po- publicity, budget. Was, like, publicity uh, budget was it a publicity budget like the studio was sort of like oh well, we got these two sci-fi movies coming out like which one should uh-huh. spend the advertising money on yes I think like, they picked the right one you got this Damnation Alley <laughs> one if you hear the Star Wars one I don't know <laughs> could be
1: something yeah. <laughs> okay. on paper if I was like a 10 year old in like March 1977 I would be way more excited about Damnation Alley I reckon.
2: right right I mean it's based on you know maybe you, you you could have read the book at the time that's true yeah like you know these are I guess there's moderately famous people in it as, a, as, a, as compared to Star Wars at the time
1: I'm trying to remember was it like is it an R-rated like 18 classified film because like, it feels like it's sort of meant to be quite adult, and you think, oh, I'm like, going to see some gory horror and some, like, yeah, yeah. shootouts. Sort of, but...
2: And yeah, it's got some of the, like, you know, monster, distri- mo- mo- like, killed by monsters and sort mm. of, like, sexual menace that you sort of expect from a higher-rated movie, Yeah, but they don't, they don't quite go far enough to be yeah, memorable. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, it's not, like, you know, out there. I, I don't, yeah, but I forget what the rating
0: was, I guess. So you said they have two and a half adventures. They've got the giant yeah. scorpions... That's yeah, Before That's the, set up, the giant scorpions, cool, though, yeah. so they,
1: they go into a town to get petrol, and then they get eaten by cockroaches. Giant yeah.
0: mutant yeah. C- giant, uh, killer oh. cockroaches. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, because yeah. I, th- I think half. Sounds you- good in the script. Yeah. <laughs> I think half the
2: advent- like the point the five adventures when they go to Las Vegas and meet a lady and that's kind of it basically. oh yeah that's right I've yes. forgotten
0: that yeah there's a lady in one of the casinos in Las Vegas mm. who then joins the crew because somebody's been eaten by a giant killer mutant yeah cockroaches there's <laughs> oh, this- oh no
2: she's replacing the guy that was killed when there's a storm there's uh, a special the one effects the like, square
1: like and the vehicle yeah, guy yeah. who like isn't rebellious and of course because he refuses to be a rebel and drive into the sandstorm his decision gets him killed <laughs> Right. right, It was one of those, a
0: weird anti-seatbelt message, actually. <laughs> like, and then if you're doing a post-apocalyptic movie, you have to at some point encounter the slightly... I won't say they're not quite mutant hillbillies but you know there's but a, if John Wagner was writing them they would they be they would be yeah <laughs> no, very much a much a proto-angel gang sort of situation yeah. here right. you know right so they encounter them as well um, and that's where they meet the teenage Jackie O. H that's so where they pick up the teenager yeah yeah.
1: Um, yeah so who turns out not to have psychic powers which is disappointing I was hoping he'd be like that kid from the Ooh, cursed earth yeah that would yeah. be good yeah. the
0: irradiated mutant kid the one with yeah. like the steel rain or,
2: yeah yeah what yeah, they yeah. called it I forget. I just remember the the tornado that was made of rats. Oh, that yeah, that would have been good as well. <laughs> I actually feel like that's probably the built up version of the mutant cockroaches thing. Yeah. Just a big a big swarm of something that, that mm. that's coming at you, basically. Yeah. But Rat Hurricane, way better than yeah. a whole bunch of cockroaches apparently being pulled across the, r- across the
0: floor mm. on carpet samples by fishing wire, <laughs> if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> clearly. No, it is clearly. Exactly that. Two and a half adventures. The sky's on fire. That's the best bit. Mm. Then they just tack on a happy ending because apparently Albany, New York is entirely fine. And, yeah, there's
1: a bit. There's some kind of water-based peril towards the end. I don't know if they have to drive into well, like one of the lakes. Is
2: I yeah, think. they have to like cross over a river or it, a lake yeah. or something like that, and sort of, you know, mm. sort of, it just sort of. I feel like it like fades to
0: black sort of as yeah. they, you know, go through the storm basically. Right. So we've been making a little <laughs> bit of fun of this because, <laughs> as you say, if you describe the setup, particularly if you describe the setup to a, you know, teenager in 1977, they'd be going. Sounds great. Yeah. I think. <laughs> Sounds absolutely great. It's got a cool title. It's good. Cool got a title. Reasonably
1: cool sci-fi truck.
0: Yeah. And
1: then the sky is on fire.
0: Yeah, you can see the poster <laughs> being pretty solid, yeah. honestly. <laughs> Conrad, you mentioned that, you know, because we keep saying that this is like we know Pat Mills was really good at this, taking cribs particularly from um IPs that kids couldn't see in the 70s. Yeah. That we'd heard of but couldn't see. Um and that it, it's a bit like, obviously, the Dread story, the Cursed Earth, as we keep referring to it. But you pointed out it's also similar to something else that you've read recently from, uh, from the same crew. Like, you know, Wagner, Grant, and Mike McMahon did Last America. Oh, yeah, yeah. It is very Last American, actually. You're right. So I oh, forgot I yeah. said it. Because uh-huh. it, it is very much a sort of, you know, I
2: mean, in this case, it's a couple guys. But very much a sort of a big armored vehicle rolling through the ruins of
0: America, mm. basically. Yeah. The yeah. Last American is yeah. better than this film. Yeah, of <laughs> course.
1: Yeah, but, yeah, if just on a plot level, you can see the similarity, but just as yes. the tone of this, they're not... Uh, yeah. I
2: mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely very much when... Like, if you pull back and talk about the basics, they're yeah. similar, but you get yeah. a lot of quality. I was, you know... Mm. I think, and, that, and I think that's the problem with nationality, is just that it's kind of, it's got a premise and potential for things. But, man, it ends up being boring, I guess, more than yeah, anything else. Yeah, and it's,
1: it's kind of the because I feel like the people making it are trying quite hard. And actually, I think the cast are pretty good.
0: Yeah. They're just,
1: it, it, if they'd had better special effects and maybe, like, up the gore. It might be more fondly remembered. But yeah. yeah, the bits where it's supposed to come to life and not be boring are the bits that kinda of let it down you because know. you just can't see a bad purple giant scorpion.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean like, for me yeah. For me just the real telling detail is like like we said, a and I watched these ones back to back and um Damnation now is when the phone started coming out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, we were glued to Hell <laughs> Drivers. Try to, try to
2: listen. Try to stay very pure and yeah. not and and not just whatever. But it was they were un- inescapable at
0: times. <laughs> Everybody in this film has been better, obviously, elsewhere. Hmm. George Pappard at this Actually, stage. Is Jan
1: Michael Vincent, is he that
0: good? Possibly Airwolf, I suppose, is like, you know. <laughs> I don't want to say Airwolf's
2: good. <laughs> I want to say that it's fun oh, yeah. and that, you know, has a
0: soundtrack that still haunts my mind <laughs> to this day. <laughs> George Pappard, I think, is still trying to be a serious actor and not quite getting the tongue-in-cheek that he's going to develop for the A-Team, obviously. That's sure.
1: true. A bit more of that might
0: have helped. Yeah, well, that helped. He's very serious and straight, mm-hmm. isn't he? Um, is he? Is he a model for Dredd? Like, in a, in that sense? Yeah, probably, yeah. You could see him. You see him being part
2: of it. I feel, you know, Dredd's a heady gumbo, though. <laughs> like, there's a lot of... There's a lot of ingredients sort
0: of building in there, for sure. So, Hell Drivers gives us the look and sort of truck driver history for Bill Savage. Damnation Alley possibly gives us the Land Raider and the Cursed Earth setup. I mean it'd be nice to think that it gave like I don't know panel's probably read
1: the book, maybe saw the movie and was like, That was shit. I can do that much better. <laughs> right. And then it kind of does. But like, having now I haven't obviously I haven't read the book, so I don't know that, but having seen the movie, to say that the Cursed Earth is based on it is you know you no, know, he basically yeah, took really... a very singular go across america by land for no particularly realistic reason yeah. and then have crazy adventures on the way and the cursed earth delivers on the crazy adventures along the way
2: absolutely so well yeah and and even on just sort of you know picking up weird characters or sort of seeing you know there's the all the different installments in the cursed earth i think are really like that sort of the the you know just that mega epic concept of having the one big story with all the little stories Built into it, you know, vampire robots in Fort Knox, yeah. or you know, legally actionable, various legally <laughs> actionable scenarios, that kind of yeah. thing.
1: Um, and they don't just meet a lady in a casino.
2: Who's <laughs> just yeah? The casinos
0: are all still got the power on and everything.
2: Yeah. It wasn't even. It wasn't even like? Man, it wasn't even like the casino <laughs> had like mutants in it. Also, yeah. they were just kind of like, oh, like you know, well, do you want to come with us? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> like there wasn't there wasn't anything like you, I mean I mean I, I guess like also taking out the vaccine stuff is very like you know a lack of urgency versus mm. like well why would you just find a place along the way that seems okay and, and stay there you know yeah.
1: I mean I have maybe not fair to compare it to later films with better budgets but if you like the idea of post-apocalypse America but only just post-apocalypse Night of the Comet and Zombieland do similar things but much more entertainingly yes you know, mm-hmm. like
2: Yeah, and for you know for lower budgets like your various road warriors and things like that are also very similar like in the vein as well Um, just sort of you know the apocalypse has just happened or is
0: happening Mm. we're going to sort of do some car based uh, violence here (laughs) (laughs) basically okay so um, I'm interested what you say about everybody's trying very hard and that that old adage nobody ever sets out to make a bad movie right but Um, they have made a bad movie haven't they (laughs)
1: I guess the objectively they have. I mean, I was when I watched it. I was being kind of you'd warned me that it was terrible. Yeah. So I think that helped with having the expectation. I
0: prejudged so they could, it. Sorry. You know, yeah. Well,
1: that made it made my pleasure in it better because I yeah. was kind of expecting it bad. But I could always like every stage of watching it. It was just I kind of wanted it to just be a bit better because the bones are there for yeah. what could be a fun movie. I
0: think. But, so, but, but no, it's not not worth spending Mm -hmm. the two hours? Is it two hours It's nearly two hours, isn't it? It's quite a long film. (laughs) And it's quite boring in places. It's just driving. Um, So Hell Drivers, we would recommend as objectively a good film. Uh, Damnation Alley is a is more for making fun of, I think. It's a sort of mystery science theatre type film. Yeah, I guess it? so. And it, it might be that it's perhaps
1: the very last kind of Hollywood science fiction film before Star Wars made everyone do things differently. You <laughs> it does feel like a
2: parting of the ways kind yeah. of thing. Like <laughs> yeah. where... Like like standards are about to change significantly
0: yeah. <laughs> in, in, in sci-fi films, I guess. Yeah, and shout out for what Conrad has mentioned that the plastic cockroaches tacked onto a carpet <laughs> being dragged. No, I think by- they I think they were real cockroaches. I think they were, I think again, like in Hollywood, there's definitely bug
2: wranglers that yeah. can you know they can get you ten thousand cockroaches. <laughs> they got them, you know. <laughs> it's probably cheaper to have real ones than fake ones, to be honest. Put them on a the carpet and drag it across. Yeah, it's obvious. Obviously, what like you can really see these carpet samples that these cockroaches are hanging out on as they move across the screen. So I could, uh, you know, I know like
0: three things about special effects, and this is one that really uh, I knew, so I really twigged on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great stuff. So, any closing thoughts about Damnation Alley from 1977? We've pretty much <laughs> driven it into the cursed earth. I mean, you know, if you're looking for kind of
2: like a mid-level 70s science fiction movie I mean it's not great but there's definitely worse options I'll say that much in my in my my mystery science theater 3000 watching and things like that like I mean this for whatever else it is this is definitely like a movie made by you know made by professionals right like with that that kind of you know air to it as opposed to maybe people just trying to put on a show in their backyard or something I mean I, I would say
1: don't think oh that would be a fun watch i can laugh along because it's not bad enough for that like the dialogue and the acting to mm-hmm. go with it is actually perfectly good yeah it's just longer than it should be very boring and the the, the exciting bits that should work don't yeah <laughs> so yeah it's, it's not it's not a kind of a bad movie night movie really yeah. even
0: i think it's too good for that which is a shame <laughs> <laughs> right it falls in that weird yeah. mediocre yeah. middle basically <laughs> Okay, well, great stuff. I mean, you know, it's been absolutely fun. Uh, What a pleasure to talk about these two films. Uh, I'm sure we would recommend Hell Drivers as a fascinating piece of um, British cinema. Uh, It's interesting, 1977, how science fiction suddenly changed, obviously, but not because of damnation.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Because of 2000 AD,
0: yes, surely, yeah. absolutely. I'm wondering
1: why like more modern 2000 AD stories aren't cribbing from the movies. But I guess it's because it's too easy for us to see the actual films. So yes, yeah, yeah. I yeah. feel like
2: but, like you'd worry that people would say, like, "Oh, this is just a blank rip off." Yeah. I mean, like Mark that. Miller got
1: got his share of being beaten with that stick yeah. <laughs> in the 90s. So
2: and as you say, none <laughs> of us could see those films in the 70s. You know, yeah. and I guess it's very much uh, you know I I remember this vaguely from my own youth. But yeah, the you know uh, a time before VCRs and movies on tape you know mm. where sort of you know even if you even if you're old enough to see a movie if you miss it you know where where can you go maybe it'll be on tv in a couple of years or something yeah, yeah, like maybe, that if you know that, yeah. if it's the, it's the era of of a, a, you know you read the novelization of things you you know find like you know yeah so they do an annual about it one year or something like that in the comics you know and so just have you know when you like something you are looking for ways to interact with it and sometimes that means you know you're you're welcoming to a comic that's clearly beast itself off of
0: it so thanks to Alex for the suggestion of Hell Drivers thank you very much you're welcome Alex uh, Frith will return to the pub and the podcast at some point probably in the summer okay we've got some books that you've picked out oh I I think think we have yeah. yeah Yeah. Uh, thanks to Conrad for suggesting Damnation Alley oh uh, yeah and for yeah. <laughs> being part of Mega City Football Club. definitely we have got actually, well spent we have Absolutely. actually had two more listener suggestion films that Conrad and I will probably be doing another London meet up to discuss your podcast at some point. life is going to get
1: out of control but this oh, fi- the gosh. film club
0: thing this film club thing if you've got any suggestions for Mega City Film Club get in touch if you'd like to borrow the, the Hell Drivers DVD off me, then get in touch with me. Email me, mcbcpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Damnation Alley is available to stream on Amazon Video. Uh, and the Hell
1: drivers crops up on Talking Pictures TV, oh, yes. I think, yeah. The, yeah. Kind of the, the UK channel that shows like, old British Old films. British back and whites, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know how you see it in the States, though. I don't even know if it's on DVD there. I can't
2: imagine. I, like, I would imagine it would be very player. difficult. Yeah, yeah. you'd have to sort of... Yeah, find some, you know, get a VPN, start streaming, get weird with it, you know. (laughs) It's probably the sort of thing that
1: Quentin Tarantino has, like, an original print of in his, wherever he keeps all his movies. Absolutely. It's the sort of thing that he would recommend. (laughs) Uh,
0: Anything you guys quick want to plug here for
1: yourselves? Your book's still available? Uh, Yeah, you can still buy Two Heads, a graphic novel about how brains interact with other brains.
0: Um, Highly recommended. And uh, The Guardian likes it. Hey. No one else has mentioned it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. And, uh, your mom liked our episode and tweeted about it quite considerably. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: My uh, mom's good at Twitter. I'm terrible. <laughs>
0: and Conrad, Space Spinner 2000. Space Spinner
2: 2000. You know, we're talking about 2000 AD, month by month, all that stuff. We're in the mid-90s. Things are going crazy. It's a prime time. <laughs> listen, you know, listen, we got we to gotta work through. It's excellent.
1: They're coming up to Prog 900 soon? I'm Very, soon.
2: Very soon. It'll, it'll probably be out by the time this one comes out. Oh, yeah, big nice. big milestone episode. Um, yeah, man, 900 progs. And then, you know, <laughs> pushing our way on towards a Wilderlands event. And we're all sort of stealing ourselves when this dread movie comes out. That'll be exciting. Yeah. Oh well, yeah.
0: As, well, as we've talked about in previous film clubs. Yes, in the previous yeah. film club. Right, so that uh, will do us. Thank you to the Betsy Trotwood pub here in Farrington in London for putting us up again. And uh, you can find all the links to Alex's book and to Conrad's um, podcast at megacitybookclub.com. Email me mcbcpodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, I've been Eamon. Conrad. I'm still Alex. And we've been Mega Mega City (laughs) Film Club.